Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Ramblin' Radio, episode number 57 with my man, Bob Bay. Uh, very excited about this episode. Before we dive into it, we, we don't have a Liquid IV sponsor for today. We have something even better, something that I'm very excited about, so don't fast forward. Today is the very first day that you can sign up for a brand new workshop that I have put together. It's absolutely free. But the reason why this workshop is so special, a few reasons. Number one is this is the last workshop of the year. We do free trainings, free workshops, free video series, bunch of different types of things throughout the year. We don't do many because there's a lot of time and effort that, that gets put into these. But when we do, we do it big and we, we try to provide as much value as we possibly can. What's cool about this workshop, it's called the Create More Workshop. And what it's all about is how you can, you have the power to reinvent yourself. You have the power to create more for yourself in any situation. And when you think about it with a nine to five versus being your own boss, owning your own business, with a nine to five, you're tapped. You're capped at a certain ceiling and you, you only have so much potential. And there's a lot of benefits with nine to fives. And I think they're incredibly useful depending on what you're using them for. I think they get a lot of bad rep by people. And we talk about that in the podcast as well. But what stinks about them at the same time is that you have a ceiling and there's, there's only so much control that you have. And when you're a creative entrepreneur, when you run your own business, if you're a freelancer, you have the power to do whatever the hell it is that you want. You can run your business however it is that you want. And no matter what situation is out there, whether we're in a recession, we're in another world war, knock on wood that we're not, um, no matter COVID, no matter what situation, you are in control and you can adapt you can create solutions for people. You can make lots of money in any kind of situation because people will always pay to have their problem solved no matter what. Now, that might change. The problems might change, and so your solutions might need to change, but problems do remain, and people will always pay for those problems to be solved. And so that is what this workshop is all about is how can you reinvent yourself how can you learn to create for yourself in no matter no matter what kind of world situation that we are in, if you have the power to create solutions for people, if you have the power to structure your mind, structure your business in a way that creates solutions for other people, you are going to be doing amazingly well. And that is what this workshop is all about. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes to sign up. We've got some unbelievable prizes. We're giving away an iPad, an Apple Watch, AirPods, uh, some of my favorite must-read books that are essential to growing a creative business. And the workshop itself is getting started September 28th and will be going on until October 5th. It's a three-day workshop, absolutely free. And if you can't make that week, can't make those dates, the videos for the workshop are being recorded. So you will gain access, but you have to sign up and register in order to gain access to the workshop. The link is in the show notes, or you can go to www 
createmoreworkshop.com. No spaces, no nothing, just www.createmoreworkshop.com. We've got amazing prizes. It's going to be an unbelievable workshop and it's the last one of the year. So don't miss out and enjoy this podcast with Ba Bay. Talk to you guys soon. Peace. Yes. What's up, man? Zach Kravitz. How you doing? Two weeks ago, I was sitting in that seat, and now I'm sitting here today. So this is uh, that's right. Interesting change of events. That's right. Yeah, I'm excited. This is the second video in person podcast that we're wow. doing. So you're number two. Oh, number two. Number two. That's I right. like that. That's right. Not number one. So no, I no, guess no, no, no. I guess you've lost well, if you're not number one. Nah, you're already losing. Number two. I think I'm winning because there might have been some technical difficulties in the first one. So maybe today you're like, that's oh, right. I remember I got to adjust this, adjust that. That's right. So maybe I'm actually the true number one. Uh, that's right. <laughs> well, we were going to do we were going to do back to back podcasts and I, I guess I just, I was not mentally prepared for that. That's a long time. Listen, I had to stop and kind of breathe when you said, do you want to do back to back? Cause I was like, I hope Zach knows what this is. We're about to be like broing out for six hours straight. <laughs> and I was like, we'll just throw a lunch in between and then come back and record it. But I was totally game yeah. to do it. But yeah. then when, when I came through and you said, hey, we'll probably just do it another time. I was like, great that's sure you don't want to force it too much but sure. i was also ready for the challenge if you wanted to dive into it i know we're, we're here now and that's what matters labor day weekend baby monday what what's your longest podcast you've ever done Ooh, that's a good question definitely over two hours probably like the yeah. two hour and 20 minute mark yeah same probably two hours and 20 minutes was the longest and i always would try to do anywhere between like an hour and an hour and a half just mm -hmm. to be respectful of other people's time sure and then knowing that like I was going to have to go back and post production and edit it. And sure. I wanted to minimize my time. Yeah. But some guests that I would interview just had these crazy long stories that we would be an hour in and we're not even getting into like, I know 90% of things I wanted to touch. And if I could see them like flowing and enjoying themselves and really just carrying the conversation and really in their moment, I was just, all right, let's just go. Yeah. Like, I think at this moment in time, they're not even worried about time. They're so lost in their own thoughts and their and what they're talking about. Right. So I would just kind of roll with it, but definitely over that two hour mark, which yeah. is like, yeah, I'd walk out it's on this podcast. Time. I'm like, whew, yeah, worked up a sweat. Uh, you got to pee. You got to you know? pee. You got to hydrate. I, I know we always bring up Joe Rogan in these podcasts, but 100%. I, I mean, just I don't understand how he can sit for three and a half hours. Yeah, and not. Pee. Yeah. Like a lot of his guests pee. Definitely. But I don't, I rarely see him. He's probably, pee. he probably trained his bladder at this point that he's just <laughs> like, you're yeah. not going, you better sit tight. Yeah. Or a lot of the podcasts that I listen to him of him is usually the audio uh -huh. when I'm running or yeah. if I'm driving. Yeah. So I don't watch too much of the visual, but I would imagine maybe he's just trained himself to not drink as much liquids while he's doing these podcasts. So he's not. Having yeah. to. And the only time I do see him drinking liquids usually is like whiskey or like right. when he's sending it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. With Elon. With Elon or <laughs> Post Malone or any oh. of these guys. But uh yeah, Great. I don't know. He must he must have just like trained himself to like yeah, I don't I don't just need shut it off. Yeah, just shut shut the valve. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. After after like an hour, I, I have to pee. I'm just like automatic. So maybe 
don't know, maybe I got to start training that or something. <laughs> and I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting. Like the, the, the podcast space, I was talking to somebody yesterday at the beach about this. And, uh, this person said, I just started drinking the Joe Rogan Kool-Aid. Yeah. And he's like, I, I just like, don't get it though. Like he does these like five hour podcasts. His four hour podcast with Post Malone was so pointless and he was going on and on. And I said, yo, you got to understand, like he created his own podcast, like realm. Like, his that's, community. That's yeah. yeah like yeah. there's people that will binge watch those five hour podcasts. So it's yeah. like, if it doesn't appeal to you, you're not the demographic that's supposed to be listening to these podcasts. But right. you know, he, then he was going on, oh, he should be only doing an hour. It's like, no, you can't box the podcast space is so unique that you cannot box somebody in and say they should be doing it this way right. or they're not doing something correctly. Right. It's literally just how you want it to be created and then, you know, stay consistent long enough that you end up creating your own like podcast show and lengthwise and question wise. So mm. I just think he's so he's so unique other than him being, I would say, arguably the number one podcast in the world. I just mm -hmm. think you don't even have to be interested in being a podcaster. I just think what he represents to the world is somebody that is doing it the unorthodox way. And I think he's just a great example for creatives, entrepreneurs, people that sure. are trying to seek a vision because sure. he talks about things that aren't necessarily talked about in public. Right. He doesn't give a fuck. Like he just lets no it fly, filter. No, filter. no filter. But that's yeah. what I love and respect about him is he's so true to himself and uh, he's got the Boston in him, Massachusetts. So <laughs> I think there's something out there in the Charles River that, that keeps uh, the authenticity there, but yeah. it's just so unique. Yeah. Yeah. You have a lot of love for him with that Boston. Thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think he only spent like his first 15 years growing up there. And I think he did some time in New Jersey living, growing up there too, but I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I could be wrong. I could okay. be wrong, but I, I don't think he spent his entire childhood in Massachusetts, but he definitely spent a good portion where I'm like, let's go, yeah. Joe Rogan. Yeah, yeah. I was talking about with um, Sam Newton. We had him on. I don't know yeah. if you know. I don't know him, but I, I see you share some of his content. I saw the yeah, day yeah. you guys recorded. Yeah, he's great. He, he thinks outside of the box. He does whatever the fuck he wants to do. Love it. Because he just loves it. And he doesn't try to do something because of the algorithm mm. and like he doesn't try to find that formula and then once something works he'll just stick to that for the rest of his videos you know mm. what i mean he's always changing things up and just wants to do him and i think that's probably the best way to go about starting any kind of platform podcasts mm. instagram mm -hmm. youtube channel and that's thinking about the long game. And that's mm -hmm. what we talked about. And then obviously Joe Rogan is the perfect example yeah. of playing the long game because he started, what, 11 years ago without having a clue of what this thing was yep. and just kept doing his thing. I mean, to dedicate your life to 11 years, uh, or, that's crazy. Yeah. And on top of that, he's just so, he's passionate about fighting. He's passionate about fitness. He's passionate about shooting guns. Like he has so many other things yeah. that... Makes he's not just a podcaster. He's just a very well, he's a family guy. Uh, yeah. He's just a very well-rounded individual that, yeah. you know, has found a way to yeah. find his lane and, you know, do it at a high level. Probably makes him, why it makes him the best interviewer of all time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Which I think. Very curious I think most person. people call him as the best interviewer of all time, I think. Most curious person. Yeah. And he can have a conversation with anybody and genuinely ask questions of interest and not just to like check it off the box or. Sure. He just comes from a place of just wanting to know why. And I love how he's able to play both sides of the field where he might agree, but he'll also be like, well, what about it from this perspective? So he's not just 
Mm-hmm. He's not sticking to it's my way or the highway. It's the way I think. And that's it. Yeah. He's very good at balancing a little bit of both. Sure. But you know, when he yeah. does stand for something, he's very loud about it, which is right. I mean, that's what the whole point of doing these podcasts and the platforms and sharing your voice yeah. is like, this is the medium where you can, say you what you're thinking and just voice it and push it and yeah you know not know who's going to listen to it but there's this is the medium to do it sure and i think it's, it feels the most real and authentic podcasting to me i just bro i, I fucking love this stuff because I it's know. just he's such a nerd about it it's just like <laughs> it's and i still have so much to learn and do in the podcast space but like it's just the most authentic stuff you can hear it in somebody's voice whether they're bullshit or not yeah a picture a video love love content like that love tweets love all these other mediums but it's so hard to like really understand like what somebody's feeling you know mm-hmm. or is this just their highlight reel or what's actually going through their mind as they're posting this this is the only medium where i can hear it in somebody's voice are they actually telling the truth or like where sure. are they mentally yeah. even though they might be extremely successful and, and their life might look like the glitz and glamour, the best in the world. Right. They're still having their own struggles. And at the end of the day, I feel like it's always just relative to where you are and you just get accustomed to this new chapter and the next one and the next one. And sure. Yeah. I love, I just love podcasts. I yeah. just, I'm a people's person. I love conversations. Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah, we, we've talked about this so many yeah. times, 100%. but there's a reason for that because of how great the platform is and the networking opportunities and all that. But with that all to the side, what do you, what do you think makes, just a really well-rounded, good podcast on mm. on your side, having your experience, meeting the people that you've met. So it makes being, a really good podcast. So being a host or being a guest? Ooh, that's a great question. Why don't we, as a host, like if you were, if someone were to start a mm-hmm. podcast, because we have a lot of listeners that are just starting podcasts, just great. getting their personal brand growing. Yeah. And um, what, what do you think would make a well-rounded podcast? just in general i think that's a great question it doesn't even matter what you're trying to build the show wise if you're doing interview if you're doing solo podcast if you're focused on fitness if you're focused on filmmaking Mm -hmm. entrepreneurship first off i think you need to be you got to think about the long play of what you're trying to build Mm -hmm. i don't even know if you know this but when i was even thinking about starting a podcast the first concept that i was pretty passionate about not necessarily passionate about but like that was like maybe i could do this was doing a men's style podcast where it was focused on fitness it was focused on relationships it was focused on uh, mm. fashion it was like the men's health but of a podcast form yeah 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 and so like the idea that was like oh this is dope like i'll talk to people about like sex and relationships and i'll talk to people about like clothing and fitness and i'll talk to people about like working out like it'll be like the bros podcast. <laughs> and so I thought about the big picture of what this would look like in the future when I'm a year in, what it would look like in the day-to-day grind. And I was like, I'm not even, pa- I'm not, I'm passionate about fitness, health, all that stuff, fashion, but to be in it every day, all day, that's, I'm, I'm going to get burnt out. Like I'm not. It's a commitment. I, I, yeah. It's a commitment. Like what, what am I thinking? This is not going to work. And sure. so worked through a couple other concepts and then landed on the idea of like interviewing passionate people because of other external factors in my life, graduating college, not knowing what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. The story goes from there. Sure. But I think ultimately you got to think if you're starting a podcast, what makes it really good is you got to be passionate about that subject or Mm -hmm. the thing that you want to create. So you have to think big scale. Like if I start today 
where do I want to be in a year from now? And it doesn't have to be perfectly blueprinted out, but sure. I think to make a great show, you got to understand where you're going so that in the day to day and when you're making decisions about content, you still have that, you could call your true north, which is the big mission of what you're trying to create. So mm-hmm. as long as you're passionate about that true north of like what the show could become, mm. it's going to make great content because you're just going to have so many ideas of like, I want to do a solo pod talking about this. I want to talk to Zach about filmmaking. I want to bring in a group of people and talk about this. You got to be really passionate about the overarching thing of what you're trying to create because the day-to-day of doing this stuff is a grind. I yeah. mean, you're, you've seen it. You've been yeah. doing a podcast long enough that there's post-production. I mean, it's filmmaking, but in podcast form, in audio sure. form. Yeah. Um, so I think you to make a great podcast, I don't think it I don't think it matters what you're talking about, what industry. I think it's great to pull from other shows that you're inspired by and like and add your own little flair to it. Yeah. A lot of my content and like the way I run my show is from other people. And I get inspired and I take it in and I'm like, okay, how do I create my voice through that? And so sure. I'm not doing anything groundbreaking. I'm not changing the podcast space. I'm not asking questions that somebody else hasn't asked before. I'm yeah. just trying to add my own flair to it. Sure. So yeah, I think there's so much opportunity for the podcast space. When I got into in 2016 to where it is now in 2020, it's completely skyrocketed and I think it's only going to continue to grow. Huge. Yeah. I think we talked about it on your podcast. It's going to be like a hundred billion dollar industry or something freaking ginormous. Yeah. I mean, I'm now in the business side of podcasting dealing with, that's with right. Pod, pod, talk about that with pod advertising yeah. of like for a brand. Yeah. And I mean, we have, I mean, quarter over quarter increased our budget 25, 30% every wow. quarter because wow. it's becoming such an important space for, sure. for brands and awareness sure. and alignment. And, yeah. uh, so yeah, I mean, you, whatever the number is, I don't know if it is a hundred billion, I would totally believe that. And if it's not in the next couple of years, it's going to be in the long term of where this space is going to go. Yeah. I think it's, it was like in 2022 or something like would that, not be which, surprised. Is, which is wild. I would not be surprised. Yeah. The, I yeah. mean, the biggest brands are, are putting money behind it. And if, sure. if they're not yet, they will, yeah. you know, at some point. I think we just hit over a million podcasts and on as a whole, like the amount of podcasts that are out there, I think it's over a million now. It's really not that much, which is not a lot. And I, how many YouTubers are there? I fuck. I don't know, but a lot more than that. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot, right? <laughs> a lot more than that, and there's wow. billions of users on Instagram. Billions. So if you think about that, that's wow. that's like that's a tenth of what other platforms are. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, a million shows. That's not a lot. Not a that's lot. That's a big number when you look on a piece of paper. But when you think yeah. about the amount of YouTube creators, Instagram creators, yeah. TikTokers, I mean. Yeah, this it's it's a big space. Yeah. So yeah. I think if it, it is a million podcasters, then I think that just shows you like there's you have that much percentage to stand out from everyone else sure. in, in the actual yeah. space. It's of probably it. it's probably a lot more now. What do you feel? Because I, I feel this a lot. Do you feel inspired just to become more knowledgeable in general when you started a podcast? Because for me, I want to at least know a little bit about everything so mm-hmm. i can at least 
have a conversation in that space because I remember when I was younger as a kid when your parents are talking about things and or with other grown-ups you're like what the hell are they even talking about you want to add into Mm -hmm. the conversation be a part of it and then as you grew up you kind of like politics Mm -hmm. and whatnot or whatever so Mm -hmm. do do you feel like you want to always be learning and consuming certain material to just be knowledgeable in different things definitely yeah I think um like, did your reading get, did you increase your reading more or anything like that at mm. all? Well, you know, it's, it's a great question because when I think back to probably the six months leading up to launching a podcast in 2016 in August, mm-hmm. I was already going down this path of trying to discover what does, like, I'm about to graduate college. What does my life look like moving forward? What is the next chapter going to be? Yeah. So I was already going down a rabbit hole of like, studying successful people Mm. asking questions to myself that nobody has ever asked me before Mm -hmm. i was already going down a rabbit hole of like trying to become a better version of myself even at 20 you know i was 22 i was in college like yeah still so so young and like just did not know where i was going after college yeah but i think because so you go i'm going through the self-development figure my shit out to then getting into the podcast space and then through the podcast space became more curious as to whether I was sitting down with a filmmaker, an entrepreneur, fitness person, a blogger, a fashion designer, a model, whatever it was, I I became more curious as to the whys and how Mm -hmm. they tell me why, or I want to understand more. And because of that, I think it's allowed me to want to see, I don't have to, be an expert in everything that's happening around the world, mm-hmm. but I at least want to know a little bit of what's going on. You yeah. know, I, I wish if I had an eighth day of the week and I think we might've talked about this before, I would probably dedicate it to like understanding space and I would just research SpaceX and like companies <laughs> like Tesla and like, just like, just want to know more, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. but at a high level, I, I follow SpaceX for a reason of like, I want to see little snippets of like what's happening in real time. Sure. I'm not an expert. Yeah. I don't know how they're fucking taking the spaceship up and moving it, you know, 500 yards and putting it back down the ground. But I want to understand, I want to, I want to keep this in my feed because I want to sure. just be up to date. So I think I've, because of the podcasts and because of like the whole path I've been on and just being extremely intrigued by people and their passions, it's made me more interested to want to understand the land, even sure. though I might not be in that industry. Sure. I, I don't think it ever hurts you to just be able to have some context as to what's happening, whether it's going to impact me or not. But yeah, I think it's good. Yeah. I think it's good to just know a little bit about a lot yeah. and then find those couple of areas that you want to go really deep in. And yeah. for me, it's been podcasting and self-development-ish type yeah. stuff. Yeah. The reason I ask is because I feel that too. And I just, whenever I come across someone that is talking about a specific topic that I'm just like what the fuck are you talking about right now? I just, I don't want to feel that way. I don't want to feel stuck. Yeah. Especially in a podcast. Yeah. That would be terrible. You know, but it's actually a good thing too, because I I think, and you would agree, you never want to be the smartest person in the room. Never. You always want to be around people that know more than you. And so, yeah, I think that happens too. Even if you were sitting in a room with people that are very like-minded like you or or in the same industry or in the same path, mm-hmm. you're still going to be asking, you'll have more context and you'll be able to, you know, at least follow along yeah, the just conversation a, just a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. But I do think that sometimes it could be a good thing as long as you don't feel 
stupid asking a question <laughs> right because some people some people are afraid to ask a question like totally. they don't understand something and they're afraid because they don't want to look bad yeah they don't want to look quote unquote stupid in front yeah. of other people yeah fuck that yeah. i am so willing to be like zach tell me about that camera yeah, yeah like yeah. before we start i don't i don't know what type of camera this is right i'm not a filmmaker right probably never gonna be right love the passion love the content from yeah. your people like you and people that i've worked with i want to know what type of camera that is great. Now I know if I ever need a camera, I'm going to get one of these, you know? So I don't know. You just gotta, you can't be afraid to ask questions and to go off of what you were initially saying is like, it's good to understand a little bit of what's happening, but also it can be a good thing if you have no idea right. and you're just sitting there listening Yeah, and you get to just sure. soak it all in get to enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. You probably learned so much from talking to different guests and things like that. Like, like a Joe Rogan or something. I mean, yeah. Great amount. I don't know how like someone can contain all of that. Yeah. Which is kind of wild. But I want to bring it back a little bit because the last time we talked, this is the second time you've been on this podcast mm -hmm. now. I don't know if you remember. We, we I do. I had to look February. back at the episode. I think it was January. Actually. Was it? Well, I'll tell you what. It was. I don't know. It was. Check, check. Maybe it was. Uh, maybe you're right. Yeah, it was January. January 27th. But it was literally the day that Kobe Bryant died. So I'll never forget it. Oh, that's we right. Did the, we, did this, we did the Zoom. Oh, we yeah. We did the Zoom that's call. That's right. I'll never, it's like, now, now I'll never be able to like for, right. forget that day. Yeah. But uh, yeah, wow. so it was January. I didn't know if it was January or February, but yeah, damn. No, January it was January. Oh, man, I told that, Damn, so that's That seems nine, like a dream. That was eight months ago. That was eight months ago. It was wild. And you, you had just transitioned to Liquid IV, maybe like- for like two or three months, yeah, or something. I, I started. I started October thirtieth. October thirtieth. Yeah. So okay. So you figure like two, two three months. months. Three I had months. just gotten past the. They do like 30, 60, 90 day check ins, and then if you get yeah. past the ninety day, it's like the finish line. Like sure, you're officially an employee. But at the sure. day eighty nine, they could legally like yo snip snip you're out and not like <laughs> not be in too much trouble with yeah people. But yeah. um. Yeah, so okay. literally, I think I would have just been right around three months. So they they had you on a ninety day contract? No, no <laughs> not a ninety day contract. But they have like uh, I think there's probably a lot of companies that do this where they essentially at the thirty day they check in on like what you've learned in the last thirty days and what they what we should set as goals for the next thirty. Okay. Then the next thirty, but it, the ninety day is is just like the it's like a review on like do you fit culturally do you yeah, like yeah. Do, you, do you are oh, you okay. are you enjoying the job sure vice versa do we think like this you are the right fit yeah i don't know if every company does that but if i was an employer at that scale i yeah. would probably implement that because oh man interviewing like job stuff uh -huh. so fortunate i didn't have to interview for this job with liquid ivy that was That's like right. a blessing yeah but I see this content on my on Instagram sometimes where people are you need a, somebody to like create your expert resume come to me or like these are the tactics of doing interviews. It's just interviewing for a job is just people putting on like this is I can do everything. Yes, you want me to do that? Perfect. But yeah. you don't know until they actually are in the role. Right. So this is the thing that like gives them that buffer of like you said you could do all this in the interview. Did you perform for right. the past 90 days? Right. But yeah, that was a long winded answer. But no, it was yeah, a good one. It was like though. a 90. It's like 90 day thing. But well, yeah, I mean, I want to hear about all that. I want to hear about your role and stuff. But taking it a little step back, I remember the last time we talked about it, you you just had this like huge pressure lifted off of you. Do you remember that? How you just I think you were just like. Oh you just God. like went in vacation mode for like a couple of weeks and just like couple in, months, or a couple months, right? It was definitely a couple months, <laughs> a couple months. And yeah. You just enjoyed life. Yeah. Um, 
So I'm curious, what is it like now? Obviously that kind of went away and yeah. kind of, it's like snap back to reality. 100%. I got to, I got to perform now. hundred percent. So, so how has it been there? What, what has been, what has been life like for you eight months after the fact? Yeah, that's a great question. I feel like the first three, three months were like, uh, kind of like a honeymoon phase is the same like with relationships you get yeah. into a relationship it's like the honeymoon phase everything glitz and clamor and then you kind of get into the real thing yeah um i feel like for the first three months it was like the honeymoon phase it was an interesting time to join a company because you figure i joined october 30th then it's november you have thanksgiving so holidays start popping up then christmas yeah everyone's kind of more laid back it's the end of the quarter it's the end of the of the year mm-hmm. so it's kind of like a it's an interesting time. To, it's a great time to start with the company because you have all these holidays. And uh, then we had the company holiday party like the first week of December. I'm like, this is freaking great. Sure. So the first three months was just kind of like I worked. I was also commuting an hour each way so that by the weekends, I was just like keeping it low key. Fast forward to we did the podcast in January. Now I'm starting to like throw myself out there like, okay, this this was fun of like, shooting the shit and like not really doing anything but like now what do i do right um and so man there's so many things that are like running in my mind right now because where i'm let me just say this where i'm at right now is the best moments of my life period and yet when i took the job in october that was that was an incredible moment because it was extreme weight left it off my shoulder it was financial stability it was an incredible opportunity it was a weird time because I was stepping away from podcasting. It was like putting the show on pause. It was like a weird, weird time. And so like when we talked, that was right when I was like starting this next podcast. And I was I was actually really weirdly lost, mm. which sounds crazy because when I'm working, I felt purpose. Mm-hmm. And I felt I was fulfilling life. I was doing something that was bigger than me. I was like, I had that feeling again from purpose in the youth when I was doing podcasting. Yeah. But the thing is like, I'd get out of work and then I didn't know what to do with my time. And in the weekends I was like, what am I doing? Right. So from around the time we did that podcast through COVID. Yep. So you want, you figure like February, March, April, May, June, that five months was like a weird time of just like, I have financial stability, but like, what else does my life look like now? Yeah. Like what, like, and we talked about this when I came through two weeks ago, I was like, okay, you, your career, you, you, you have something great going on, but like, where's, do you have community? Like, do you have friends that it's not just business? Like, Mm -hmm. do you have anybody you reach out to or that wants to see you? Like, Mm -hmm. what does your community in LA look like? What does your dating life look like? You punted that for three years. Like, uh, what does the content look like again? You know, you, I've been, I kind of stepped away for a long time. And then mm-hmm. uh, for something that I was so passionate about to then just walk away and put it on pause and to then go for like four months on a hiatus, it felt so weird. Yeah. Um, Cause you were going so hard for such a dude, long it was, time. It was, that was everything for you. That was it. That was the one focus was purpose in the youth. Every Wednesday when that, when the episode would go live on all platforms, I felt I would breathe out. I was like, I did it. Yeah, And then quickly, end of night, by Wednesday night, I'm like, get ready for the next week. Right. Time to get back to it. So it's been a really interesting time. COVID was a lot of time to keep reflecting on me. Mm-hmm. 
uh, this is such a good question, Zach, because I even like driving here, I'm I just I'm constantly reflecting and thinking about like like where I am and where I was two months ago, three months ago when I took the job. Mm-hmm. And it's just, bro, it's just literally always a work in progress because when I started working there, everything was great and mm-hmm. it still is great. But now it's like, what, like I said, what does my life look like outside when I'm not, I feel sure. purpose when I'm actually working, but right. when I'm not working because of this beautiful structure of working during the week and having weekends off, mm-hmm. what does that life look like? So a lot of it now has been figuring that out and just getting like, getting uncomfortable, seeking discomfort in the sense of like yeah. going, saying yes, going to like to beach things that are happening or going to a friend's house where I don't know anybody that's going to be there or sliding through DMs. Dude, it's just like, it's just like, <laughs> I'm just, I'm at a point now where I'm just, I continuously just keep shooting my shot and I'm missing sometimes, a lot of times, but I, my biggest hype man. And I'm just like, you're going to find all these other areas of your life that you neglected, you're going to rebuild and it's going to take time. It's a weird thing because I was never worried about this shit when I was head down with purpose in the youth because it was just business. It was always business, business, business. And a distraction, probably. Definitely a distraction. Big one. Yeah, it is a distraction because you just, you don't, there's no time to think about other things that are important in life, such as enjoying life, balance. Yep. It didn't matter because there wasn't time for it. Yep. So I feel really great right now in September with this today being Labor Day. Um, mm-hmm. I'm st- I still have a lot to work on on these other areas of my life. But like with Liquid IV, with the, you know, it's the Beard of Man pod. Like that's everything is going where it needs to go. And then working on community and trying to like reach out to people that I haven't seen in months. And sure. set, yet we live in L.A. And yeah. Yeah. You have stillness now. Yeah. Basically. And Definitely. a lot of people, I think, try to hide from it and not create that for themselves because it then brings up demons and things that like for you, you neglected relationships and community that didn't have to do with business. Mm-hmm. All these different things that stillness can, th- those things will come up within stillness. And I think that's a huge reason why the hustle culture is so at large mm-hmm. because it's just a giant distraction because most of the time the work that you're doing really doesn't have to do with growing the business. It's just busy, tedious work. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just, you know, when you, when you do get that stillness, when, whenever that happens for you, it can be like a huge slap across the face. Like, Whoa. Yeah. What, what do I do now? Yeah. Yeah. I think the rest is productive. I didn't yeah. think I didn't think that for a long time, but resting, what you're saying, stillness, yeah, is productive because it's giving you time to like slow down, assess where you're actually headed, yeah, ask yourself questions of like, is this the right direction? Do I feel fulfilled? Am I happy? What other areas am I neglecting? Yeah. Um, so I think the stillness is extremely important, but it's it's just so hard sure. to to explain that to somebody that's so early on in their own journey of hustle grind because Unfortunately, I think a lot of us have to go through that phase to really understand it, to then be able to pull from the experience. Like that was actually unhealthy. Mm. Like I now know, looking back at those three and a half, three, call it three years of head down, purpose in the youth, grinding on Uber. Mm. I know I will, I'd like, I can't even fucking believe I did that. Like (laughs) it was so 
like crazy dude (laughs) (laughs) to your normal person that's psychotic one thousandth percent (laughs) it is sickening when i think about how head down i was yeah it's actually just like thank god I got out of that at that three years because if I'd done that for another two, three, I mean, it's just, it's not, it's not healthy. Yeah. It's just not healthy. But I also don't regret that. Here's the weird part. I don't regret it. Right. Because I wouldn't be weirdly where I am. It led you to where you are. Yeah. So this is what I'm saying. I feel like I am so big and I I love the idea of promoting like the the hustle culture is not the move, Mm -hmm. but I also can't say that it, that hustle doesn't show you things about yourself. Sure. And it gives you time to like go all in on these ideas that you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's just, uh, man, it, yeah. Long. It's just, a, it was a long three year, it, like, but three years is nothing in the grand scheme of things. When you, as, as you age and you start to like recognize, uh, you know, you're 28, I'm 26, I'll be 27 in like two months. So now it's getting to a point where like that three years is such a small percentage of our overall lifetimes sure that it doesn't feel like that much time but i can't tell you how long it felt like when i was in it oh yeah like those were so there were so many days driving uber where i was just like just keep like i had to be my hype man like just keep fucking doing this like yeah. just you just have to keep doing this there's a recent there's a recent guy i had on the podcast and he said something to me at some point in the pod he's just like you know i really respected and i'm not saying this because i'm i like bringing up comments from other people saying nice things but he said something along the lines of like i saw you when you were hustling those uber streets like i just like respected the grind i thought to myself if i was in his shoes right now i would be so negative about it and i would just i wouldn't have gotten through it um which i thought was like a really interesting thing to say and admit not admit but when he said that i was like wow i i never even thought of like that when i was in it i just felt like there was no other option so i just did it yeah. There's certain times in your life, and I'm sure you can pull from whether it was when you were growing up in Chicago or maybe in college years or even when you were heavy on fitness. Like mm-hmm. when you're in it, you're just in it. You don't think there's any other option. So you just do what you're supposed to do. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And you can kind of lose sight of when when going at it for that long and, you know, doing something the same thing over and over again. You can kind of lose sight of why you started in the first place. It's a hamster wheel. It's a hamster wheel. And I think when you have that conversation with Zach Hanavar, and he he was the one that said, you know, don't stop boxing. Just switch up the punch. 100%. That kind of triggered something within you that just kind of opened up more possibilities. And you're like, yeah, you're right. You know, I, I do need to change something here because this isn't working right now. It's not working for my mentality, my mindset, my physical health, everything. Yeah. Right. That's a great example of stillness. Yeah. Of stopping the grind and having a conversation and assessing what has been done, where you are now, and where you want to go. Mm-hmm. And it's unbelievable how the biggest two takeaways from that conversation was suggestions was one, you need to get out of Uber as soon as possible. And two, you should consider just like adjusting the show, maybe just like tweak it a little bit, whether it's rebranding, changing the show style, the length. I don't know. Just think about that. But the number one thing you need to do, you need to do is you need to get out of driving Uber because it's not sharpening your skills. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a, you're driving around, you're meeting cool people, but like, what are you actually learning from it? 
Sure. Which was like a tough thing to really hear because I was like, well, it's great. You know, I work my own hours and I'm meeting all these great people, but like, I'm, I don't love it. But I also just like can't complain because I could be laying brick or I could be like out in the sun, you know, <laughs> yeah. no disrespect to a bricklayer, but like that's a physical job and that would pull away from yeah. doing content. But go from that conversation and then not even a month later getting the job with Liquid IV. It was like, mm-hmm. it was the conversation that I needed. And it's a great example that I think that we don't even realize as creators, this thing right here, podcasting, filmmaking, like, especially somebody like you, who you are so in a rhythm of sharing your voice and putting out content that you post, you're on to the next, which mm-hmm. is damn well the way you should be thinking. Cause you're just a go-getter. You want to keep building. You want to keep creating. And the way to build as a creative like that is you keep going, you keep yeah consistently sharing and creating and just it's it's constant Mm -hmm. but this was a great example of like i don't even think zach knows how much that he does know and i try to remind him anytime i say like yo you you fucking help me like without even realizing but (laughs) what's so mind-boggling is that that is a great example of how impactful that changed the direction of where my life was really going and how you can do the same just through the content that you put out. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you get DMs. Talent People will send you paragraphs. I know I know for a fact. Who will send you paragraphs of how something has impacted their life from what you've created. Mm-hmm. Or they'll leave a comment on an Instagram post or a YouTube video. And it's probably overwhelming for you because you're just like, and I know this is, I would love to hear your feedback on anything that I say because I'm not trying to put words in your mouth. But I would imagine it's like overwhelming because you're just like, how is it that something I'm created is like the stuff that I'm pushing is for good intent, but how is it really impacting somebody to this scale where it like changed their life or changed their the direction or they're like, sure. they're going through X, Y, and Z. And now this just was like a light bulb moment. So you don't know how your actions can impact other people and how people are watching you from afar. And they might not be liking your videos, liking your photos, commenting, but you have to trust and believe that somebody out there is watching it, watching your every move. Mm-hmm. And hopefully that's going to, impact them for the right reasons but all that to say that you just don't know how these little interactions me going to zach was just to get advice and i just like i'll leave this conversation it's gonna clear my mind Mm -hmm. but it completely changed the direction of where i was going yeah but i'm curious like overall though how do you feel like as you're put you're constantly posting and you're and you're just like on that rhythm but then you get these like dms and people just like opening up and I feel like it's probably hard. I, you know, I've had very few times, but some really, really thoughtful messages. And I'm like, I don't even know how to attack this. Yeah. There's nothing that I can literally say that's going to be like showing gratitude for one, them supporting, but then like encouragement. It's like, how do I be authentic enough where they don't think I'm just blowing them off? Right. Well, I think, yeah, I mean, just showing up, that's the key, right? Mm-hmm. It's just literally just not stopping, yeah. not not giving up. And there's so many people that just stop and just give up and they don't, they don't show up anymore because maybe they're not receiving as much praise as they used to at some mm-hmm. point, even though they're still getting impacted by it, they just might not be commenting. Mm-hmm. And that was even happening to me at one point where, you know, I was putting so much time and energy and you know, it's almost like you become known to impact people. And so maybe they feel like they don't have to comment as much and say that they, you know, you've impacted them because they already said it two weeks ago or mm-hmm. three weeks ago or whatever. 
And so I started myself to lose sight of like, wait a second, am I, am I impacting people? Is, is this working? And then on my birthday, I just got just a swarm of messages, hundreds of messages. And my blueprint members made this video for me, wishing me a happy birthday and telling me how much my program has transformed their business and like mm. changed their life. And I've never thought of this and that. And I was just so, I mean, the dopamine was crazy. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? That, that, that happens, but, <laughs> but I was just so taken aback and I'm like, okay, I will never lose sight ever again after mm -hmm. this day. And that was just such a pivotal moment for me mentally to never not show up. Mm. You know what I mean? So it was really powerful. You could receive so many comments like YouTube comments, for example, their picture is like this, this big, you yeah. know, yeah. it's great. Initially, you're like, wow, I'm getting comments, blah, blah, blah. But the impact of video and actually seeing these people in person, if you have an event or something along those lines, then it becomes real. real. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like, whoa, okay, I, I got to keep doing this, yeah. you know? So yeah, the comments, it's, it's all good, but you can't expect to be reassured all the time. You can't depend on these positive comments all the time, or you're going to just end up not doing it anymore. Yeah. You have to do it because of something inside of you, period. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yep. Yeah. I agree. You got to do the work. Yeah. And there's a lot of times where people aren't showing the massive love and they're not commenting and they're not going out of their way to show love. Like your birthday, it's a great example because you're seeing probably people's names like, wow, I haven't heard from this person in yeah. weeks or months. And right. Yeah, I think if you have the right intent, you're going to do it regardless sure. of whether people are showing up or not. Sure. So even my own personal journey, it's like I put time and effort into something that you think is like fucking great. You post it, not a damn peep. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> right, 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 right. Back to the drawing board. Exactly. But, but you, you got to be okay with that. You got to be you okay gotta with detach, it. You got to detach. You know what I mean? You got to yep. look at it from an objective point of view. Yeah. Be like, you know, okay, this many people saw it. Okay, not as many as I thought. Well, okay, let's just back to the drawing board. Let's switch it up. Let's change it up. Let's see if this works, you know, whatever. You know, have fun with it. But yeah. you got to detach. That's yeah. the biggest thing. Yeah. I What I've recently, well, I think I've always been trying to keep this mindset as a reminder to me, but it's fresh because I just did this last week. But long story short, last week, I kind of had put Purpose in the Youth on pause. And then it was just like nine, 10 months of just like, nothing was there. Nobody, like there's no episode. So I was like, all right, sure. I need to close the chapter. And I think we even talked about it when I was here last. So I did a solo pod and I put it out like, this is the final episode it was on the four year marker. I was like, this is it. Boom yeah. out there. But what I did was as a final pod, I kind of broke down some of the lessons that I had learned from podcasting. Mm. And, uh, one of them was putting the reps, mm. just like going to the gym. Like you got to keep doing those bicep curls or whatever it might be to build that muscle. Or if you're trying to lose weight, you got to keep running or walking. But that was one of the biggest lessons I learned because I was always showing up every Wednesday with a podcast for three and a half years that it did not matter whether people loved it or hated last week's episode. Mm -hmm. I'm still going to put out one the next week. So mm -hmm. I just try to keep that mindset of when I'm still creating and still doing the work, no matter how the results look, I put in more, I put in one more rep. Mm. and I'll do that next week mm -hmm. and I'll do it the following week and I'll keep putting in the reps that at some point something will crack. The next thing will come. Right. It doesn't matter. But if you're relying on the feedback of other people, you're never going to get there. Even I knew 
Even I knew starting at episode one of Purpose in the Youth in 2016, I said, I'm going to get a lot of love for this first episode because it's the new thing and sure. people that know me are like going to check it out. Sure. But I know for a fact, episode two, the plays will go down yep. and episode three, four and five. And then it's like starting a marathon. There's all those people right. at the starting line. Everybody's cheering. People are fired up. You're around everyone. Race starts. You're good for the first mile, two mile, three mile. But once you get to like five or six, you, the crowds are a lot lighter. There's not that many people in the stands. Mm -hmm. You got to be willing to keep running that motherfucking race because sure. it's going to be a long journey to that finish line where the, you know there's going to be people cheering you on. And I still do that now to this day. Like when I'm running, I'm like, today I got a, I had like a half mile and I was gassed. It's a heat wave out here. Mm -hmm. But in my mind, I, I convinced myself there's people at that finish line. They're cheering you on. You got to just keep running. And I take that with podcasting and everything else like put one put one more rep treat it like a marathon this is a long game and just keep 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 going that's why i got a tattoo right here got the tattoo literally baby. my only tattoo on my left wrist keep, keep going, going with the the font it's called beyond infinity so keep going beyond infinity i love it yeah it's crazy how what can happen if you don't stop you just don't stop you just and, keep and, and you pivoted but you're not stopping, no. you know, liquid IV. It might be a stepping stone. It's definitely, it's, it's a chapter definitely. in your life and, you know, call it whatever you want, but it's amazing. And, and I did this too. It's just how short you can think in, in the grand scheme of things. Like when, when people start a podcast or start a, a brand, they're thinking maybe like in the next two years, mm. you got to think 20 years yeah. down the, but nobody does that. Yeah. And it's crazy. I know people that know people that gained a lot of popularity and success, but you don't see them anymore. Mm. They've been doing it for maybe five years, six, seven years, but somehow they've just vanished. And the people that have been doing it for 25 years are still here and kicking ass. They yeah. might not be receiving all the praise like a uh, Logan Paul is, yeah. you know, at this point in time. Yeah. But they didn't stop. Yeah. And they're just still going, making money, making impact, and yeah. living their life. You well, know? It's very discouraging, right? That's a great example. Logan Paul. Yeah. Impulsive show, right? Yeah. I'm 26, as we know. Just said that. You're 28, as we already fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> but Logan Paul, right? Sure. 23. Gets, if I remember what I recently saw, video and audio probably gets over a million plays on his podcast wild very easy for somebody to go that may be in similar shoes of mine that's in the podcast space of creating for four years fuck i'm like this dude's been doing his show for two years like i gotta give up i'm not i'm nowhere near that million right like right i'm not shit or i compare myself to another person in their early 20s that's just absolutely crushing it mm -hmm. but you have to remind yourself that there's always gonna be those few exceptions of success and young, mm. really successful while they're young, mm. right? But I try to convince myself and go, the best part about me not being on that, that spotlight right now is it's giving me more time to hone in on the craft. It's mm. giving me more time to get better at my own skill sets. Sure. Now, of course, if I could hit the button right now and then tomorrow morning I wake up and have hundreds of thousands of subscribers and I'm doing podcasting full time, you bet your ass I would hit that button right now. 
Because I would love it. I would love to do this shit full time. If I could do this every single day and this was my full time job doing this, having conversations yep. all day. That's the big picture. That's where I'm going. I don't know when that chapter will come, but some at some point it will come. Mm-hmm. But I can't control audiences and I can't control how quickly it comes. So the, I just try to tell myself that this is buying me more time to get better at it. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's just such a easy game to steer away from doing the thing because you're comparing yourself right. and you're wishing you were in their shoes and right there's somebody on his show too he's a co-host uh his name's mike and i didn't even know much about his story until recently i started researching mm-hmm. he's 36 yeah he had went down a crazy rabbit hole of a life for 10 years and drugs and he met logan through doing business from um, a beanbag company and mm-hmm. never in a million years would i have imagine that's how he got to the show and i thought he was probably logan's age until i did the research so it's another example of like you don't know what people have gone through to get to where they are right and i would never trade spots to be in logan's shoes or mike's right i want to i am my own thing i'm not trying to be the next joe rogan right i'm trying to be the best bob a bearded man dude from massachusetts like i'm trying to be the best version of myself i get inspired by all these people but i'm not trying to be them right i'm not comparing myself and like oh joe knows all this or logan knows this right just want to be the best version of myself yeah you're always where you need to be and i I love thinking about how for me i I, i'm so grateful that i didn't blow up overnight Mm. you know and i was talking about this with sam on our last podcast you know being able to just steadily grow year after year just by a little bit Mm -hmm. even though in the beginning i'm like oh you know fuck this shit Mm -hmm. like where's my million subs you know what i mean where's my where's my hundred thousand followers on instagram or whatever especially after getting all the comments of like why aren't you at a million yet why aren't you at a hundred thousand yet you know Which yeah because sure i because cho- i chose to not get yeah, there exactly. yeah, yeah that's exactly what i planned for it's been two years Zach. What, <laughs> you're still at you know twenty thousand or whatever but i love thinking about this and and that is i, I don't know where i heard it but but there's something in our subconscious that is stopping us from getting to that level because we're just not ready for it yet. Mm. And I I was talking about this on the last podcast in business. Like imagine if you just got 10,000 new customers just right now, overnight, would you be able to handle that right now, Bobby? Mm. Would you be able to handle them and then retain them? Mm. You don't have the systems, the processes, the Mm. team, you don't have anything in place. You're not ready yet. Yeah. And so when I heard that, I'm like, Oh, I'm just not ready yet. Yes. But I will be. Yes. And all of this is just it's just compounding interest. Yes. Compounding, compounding yeah. until I'm ready. It's training. That's it. You're getting ready for the big race. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great way to look at it. Cause if you if overnight your backpack company, which I know will come at some point. Yes. But if you had just five samples available online and tomorrow you had ten thousand people knocking yeah. at your door, you would be so overwhelmed because you go. I only have five. I have 10,000 people wanting this product. I don't even know how to get this thing produced. I don't have the capacity. Right. I don't have people that can do this overnight. Yeah. Look at all this money I'm losing. Look at all these opportunities. Like it would, yeah. it would actually drive you probably nuts because you're just like, this is literally a missed opportunity. Yeah. But with the slow growth, it's allowing you to prep yourself and be ready for when the, when the day actually does come and you have right. these systems implemented and yeah. you have the team. Yeah. 
I like that. That's all it is. Yeah. When I when I first did that that first project with with Lewis Howes, I was ready for it mm. because I was doing all these vlogs and and shit for other people. I, I I had already gotten my hands dirty. I was in the trenches doing the mm. hustle and grind, you know. And he the what he was asking for me was what I already did like a hundred times. I'm like, you're confident, even though that was the biggest name that I had worked with at that point in time, and I was nervous. I said yes without hesitation because I knew I was just going to fucking crush it. Mm. And that was just because of all the shit that I had to go through before that. Mm. So it's kind of the same thing. There was a podcast guest I had and the name of the episode was confidence comes from repeated action. Yeah. So doing something over and over, over and over, you get more confident. So I that agree. when the time with Lewis came. Yeah, I agree. This is I could do this blindfolded because you've done it so many times. But yeah. had you got that opportunity years prior you would have probably been nervous. You would have probably jumped on it, but you wouldn't have been able to necessarily deliver the high quality product that you now can deliver because you've put in the reps. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. The, the whole confidence question. I, I try to think, you know, how do you get confident overnight? And I, I don't, I you don't think that happens. Nah, you can't. I think it's, it's just something repetition. That, repetition. I think you just have to keep doing something with time. Um, do things that scare the shit out of you. Yeah. Over time it, it won't. You can, I think you can gain some confidence in becoming your biggest hype man or hype woman. Yeah. I think that's really important. I do it to myself. I'm like, yeah, I constantly am using positive affirmations to remind myself, like mm -hmm. you can be the greatest version of yourself. You can execute this and do that. And so mm -hmm. I think when it comes to skill sets, there's no way of, uh, of getting around it. You have to put in the time and you have to put in the quote unquote 10,000 hours. Yeah. But other than that, I think you can become your own biggest. You need to become your own biggest hype man, hype woman, because other people have so much shit going on within their own lives. Mm -hmm. You can't just wait for somebody to come knocking on your door, and be like Zach. Hey, I'm here to like get you fired up for the day. Like, let's get right. out. Let's let's start. You know, working on the podcast, and we right. got this filmmaker course. We got to get prepped for next <laughs> month. Like, nobody else is gonna knock on your door except you, especially like you as an entrepreneur, as somebody who's literally full time off of years of work that got you to this point there's nobody above you that you can just be like hey um i don't know what to do now like what should i do next mm -hmm. this is your show yeah like, this is your world that you've created so you yeah. have to you have to be your own biggest hype man because if you're yeah. not nobody else is gonna not yeah. care but they're get, not gonna be there to get you to get moving because they have other things going on right. in their life that's why that's why i dance in the morning I'm gotta, sure you do. You got to do fucking something. Crank up the tunes, dude. Get a little <laughs> gotta, jiggy with it, dude. You got to go. You got to go. I bet go. you do it. I, well, I don't know. You, have you seen it? I post some on Instagram oh, sometimes. Maybe I missed it. <laughs> I, 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 brought, I post I, them sometimes. I think I've seen a couple probably in the past, and I just can't think yeah. of it right now. I'm a weirdo. I do weird shit we're all, sometimes. Dude, we're it's all, all good. We're all weird, brother. I'm a weirdo. That's a, I don't get it. Like Everyone's a fucking weirdo. 100%. They, like, they got to be. Because if I'm doing the shit that I'm doing... I can't be the only one. Let me tell you right now, if anybody takes any takeaway from this podcast, we're all fucking weirdos. That's yes. Like, that's the takeaway. Like, that's right. Minus that's the all, highlight clip yeah, right that's, there. Yeah. Boom, yeah. baby. We're all weirdos. <laughs> you are. I am a weirdo. We're all weirdos. We're all unique. We're all different. We, yeah. What works for me doesn't work for you. What's your skills might not be my skills, but your yeah. strengths, not my weaknesses. It's sure. like, we're sure. all just individual, interesting creatures. That's so true. Um, I want I want to talk about your transition to Liquid IV, and then I want to mm -hmm. talk about like the role that you play there. Mm -hmm. um, 
I don't know if I asked you this on the last podcast, but when you made the switch from purpose in the youth to quote unquote nine to five job, right. Did you receive criticism? Like you gave up on your podcast or did you feel that within yourself at some point? Yeah, that's a great question. I think we, we, it was still early on to even like really know the true answer. And I think we talked about it on the pod we did in January. Mm -hmm. I weirdly never got any negative feedback from anybody. Yeah. Anyone that listened to the podcast, if anything, I've only gotten gratitude and positive things of like, yo, I'm happy you actually like you, you did it. When I posted the last snippet recently, last Monday, August 31st, mm-hmm. there was a handful of people that like le- left some pretty thoughtful comments on the actual Instagram. Like, yo, I'm so like happy for you. Like the podcast changed my life. Mm-hmm. So there was really no negative feedback about it. That's amazing. Um, but at the time when I stepped away, it actually was, and the thing is when I took the job with Liquid IV, it was net. I truthfully wasn't intentionally stepping away from the project completely. I I put out like the last episode and even in the intro, I said like, you know, something big is about to change in my life. I need to step away from this project. I most of 2019, I felt pretty burnt out with the project, but I still felt like, yeah, this is the best bet that I have right now. I need to keep just marinating this idea because it's going to eventually open up a bigger door to something. I don't know what it's going to be, mm-hmm. but a lot of 2019, I was pretty burnt out and I was just, I wasn't taking enough time to step away and be balanced and to reflect mm-hmm. and get re-inspired to get back into it. It was just one episode every single Wednesday. But yeah, there was never no blowback. There was never any negativity what about um, you mentally, just with, you know, internally? I, w- I was, you were just, I was cool ready for it. it. Those, those, so the, the honeymoon phase, three yeah, months, yeah, yeah. October, November, December, January, it was the end of October. So okay. November, uh, December, January, I felt like I was on vacation. Mm. There was no more schedule of content in my life. Right. I just was like away. Yeah. I, it was weird because I didn't know. As somebody that was so used to posting all the time mm-hmm. clips on the like the purpose of the Instagram or just my own content, literally every day there was at least something that was being published. And now for three months, I just there wasn't there was some stuff I was sharing, but not yeah. too much. It was weird. Yeah. But I but in those first three months, I felt like not only from the job being financial stability, but I felt so at ease. Of like, there's no schedule in your life. Mm-hmm. There's no like pressure of every single week this podcast needs to be up. It felt great. It was extremely refreshing. Even with this next project, I don't even share out when pod. I'll share like the night before if it's going to come out or like when I record it in real time and like, hey, this is coming out this Wednesday. But there is no structure. There's no set schedule. The old one, every Wednesday, new podcast. Every Wednesday, I'm pumping out. It's coming. Mm-hmm. You better believe it. This, mm-hmm. The next thing is like, it's coming when you get it. Yeah. I'm not putting the pressure on myself. I'm not putting expectations of when you're going to get the product. Yep. You're just going to get it when I have the time to do it. That's and right. If I'm not feeling inspired, I'm not feeling inspired. But yeah, yeah, it was, it was interesting. It was just, there was no feedback. And then after that three months, right around we did the podcast, then I started like, really missing having a voice yeah. and that's when the new podcast slowly it's got the inspired man. it's the bearded man it Let's started go. it started to like marinate in yeah. fruition you're really cooking up these days you've been getting trying man just recording trying a lot yeah i uh 
we kind of touched on it when, when I came through last, like two weeks ago, but mm-hmm. I just had, I finally, I started that podcast, just long story short, I just started it because I wanted to have a platform to share my voice, but I didn't want to keep putting it under purpose in the youth because that was storytelling. It was other guest stories. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to distill what I had built. I wanted to completely change it. So I was yeah, like, yeah, I'm just yeah. going to create a solo pod and it'll just be me talking about whatever. Yeah. And so it was just every so often for the first couple months. And then it was just like a light bulb moment in June where I started blogging again. I was just putting out a little bit here and there. Mm-hmm. And then I recorded a solo pod. And the solo pod title was Think Less, Do More. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty much a podcast to myself of like, you know what you want. Mm-hmm. You know exactly what you really want to do, which is get back into podcasting, which is have great conversations. Also, you want to share out solo pods of just you talking about whatever you want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Stop thinking about it and just do it. Just do the work. Stop worrying about having the perfect blueprint and having all these guests figured out in real time. Like just start. Don't tell people when you're producing mm-hmm. and then just start rolling out content. And so once I got back in July from visiting family, ever since I've just been like, this is my next priority. Like, yeah. like work is work with Liquid IV. Everything is rolling there. Getting the content game, getting myself back into a rhythm, scheduling out, you know, trying to book people and like make this a timely thing. Mm-hmm. Then the whole like community relationship type stuff, dating, that's a whole nother thing, work in progress. But I've definitely, I'm hitting my stride again, which is like the momentum's going. Now I just need to yeah. keep it going. And it, it just feels great because yeah. I'm, I, I just, it, it's the missing thing that I needed. And it's actually weirdly helping build that community part again because it's giving me a chance to rekindle flames with people that I haven't seen in months or maybe a year or it's a really interesting spot right now. As of right now, 50 days, no alcohol. Wow. I feel like a different, I'm like operating on a different plane than yeah. I have been in the past. Yeah. I just know time, bro. It's just like, and I know, you know, it cause you have a lot of things on your plate. There's only so much time in a week. Right. How you spend it is up to you. Yeah. And I can still, we, 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 society has taught us that alcohol and being out have have to go together. If you're out with people at a party, at a bar, you have to have a drink or you're a weirdo. Once mm-hmm. again, we're all weirdos. <laughs> but I disagree and I've broken this chain and I was at the beach yesterday with 25 other people and I didn't sip alcohol once and I still felt alive and I didn't feel weird mm-hmm. and I was just doing my thing, but it allowed me to wake up today Go for a run, work out, get some work done, come here, have a great podcast, got some more work to do. Time comes and goes, and I don't want to waste any more of it like hungover. Right. Some point I'll get back into like, you know, having a little alcohol here and there, but yeah, I just know what I need to do and what I want to do. And there's only seven days in the week, and I'm trying to capitalize six of them and allow one day to be completely off. Yeah. So yesterday, Sunday has been the day of the week for the last couple of weeks where I'm just like, no podcast, no nothing. Yeah. And it's allowed me to reflect and reset. And then Monday comes and I'm like, cool, let's, let's get back in the let's grind. Go. Yeah. It's all about life by design. You're designing your mm. life period. And there are no rules. You can do whatever it is that you want to do. And I think we talked about this on your podcast together where some people want to work 60 hours a week. Mm-hmm. Some people want to work 20. Mm-hmm. 
and they're still at the same income level. They're still at the same happiness level. It's it just whatever it is that you want. Mm-hmm. And you're starting to figure that out by having this time of, of stillness, it sounds like. And, 100%. And this job provided that for you. And I think, I think nine to five jobs get a really bad rep, mm-hmm. especially now because there's so many entrepreneurs or you know fake entrepreneurs these days, whatever you want to call them. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a super bad rep about nine to fives. And that's why I asked you if you did deal with criticism or if that was an internal battle with yourself, Mm. with, with dealing with that. So what, what is your, now that you've worked with liquid IV, um, for what a year now, uh, it'll be, it'll be a year next month. What's crazy. Yeah. What, what's your opinion about nine to fives now? And has that changed? Yeah. So here's the thing. This is the key. I don't think I could ever see myself working in like a corporate nine to five where you are literally a statistic. I could never do that. No. Taking this role was a nine to five, but it was very much a startup. When I joined, it was only 23 employees. Yeah. Um, So the beauty of a startup is it still feels very entrepreneurial, where it's not my vision. It wasn't my founding. I didn't start the company, Mm -hmm. but I felt the energy. I felt like I had skin in the game. I was seeing the things that I was doing actually impact on a bigger scale. Or Mm -hmm. I would say something to the social media team like, hey, what if we tried this? And then my thought inspired them a little bit and then something else rolled out. Or my ideas were heard and Mm -hmm. sometimes they were taken into consideration. Actually, it it happened. Mm -hmm. So you got to be self-aware enough to understand what you know what makes you happy and whatnot i have gained to appreciate more because of what it provided me what a job can actually do for mm-hmm. you the amount of skills that i've learned and gotten sharper with my communication my time management understanding things at a more higher level than before instead of like i'm I, in my own podcast stuff i was always thinking like weeks ahead of time we're talking quarters now mm-hmm. and months ahead of time and right. having meetings and planning for what's going to be at the top of the year. Like, mm-hmm. oh, so in a successful startup, they're thinking high level enough that they're already thinking ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So what is a company like H&M, who's extremely high level? Oh, they're planning a whole calendar year ahead. So it's sure. like, oh, so so maybe I got to start thinking bigger picture and like and, and thinking about bigger and planning farther on advance. But I, I think, you know, people put a bad rep to it you shouldn't feel guilty if you are in a nine to five and you're building on something. Yeah. Take pride in that shit. I took pride in driving Uber because I, that was like the situation I was in and I didn't want to be like the Debbie Downer. Like I'm the Uber driver. Like I just owned it. It was the top 2% in the world. I like thought it was like Mr. Hotshot and just kind of owned it. And that's how I've been with liquid IV. It's like, you know, I own it. I own who I am. Yeah, so I, I I just think that there's if if you're if you're working on something, I think you, you gain a lot of experience by joining startups more specifically, which yeah. is a nine to five. It's a sure. nine to you know whatever you're yeah. you're working for somebody else and you have office hours, but yep. you're gonna be able to see so many things happening in real time that you might be brought in to be the social media specialist, but you're gonna see what how operations is operating. You're gonna see how the whole marketing team is operating. How innovation works like mm-hmm. you're just able to learn from all these different sources and if there's something i'm personally interested in if i want to understand like how does paid media work mm-hmm. i can hit up my e-com guy and be like can we hop on like a 30 minute call and like 
can I just, can you just like at a high level, like explain this to me so I can understand? Yeah. And they'll take the time to do that. Cause you're part of the team. Yeah. And weirdly that's like a self-interest thing too, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. So it's a chapter. Yeah. You know, I'm, I love this. I, I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for the opportunity grateful for everyone that I work with. I don't know how long it'll be. I don't know how long this chapter will be, but I'm going to, I'm going to put my best foot forward. I'm going to give it everything I've got. I'm going to sure. soak in as much of the opportunities that come across my plate. Mm -hmm. But I also do recognize that my true North of where I'm going in the big picture mm -hmm. is this. Yeah. Is running my own show and doing this full time and, and producing content on a daily basis, at least for conversation wise, podcasting wise. So whenever I get there, it'll be the right time. I don't know how long it'll take. I do believe sometimes we have to put certain deadlines and maybe that's something I should think about. Like when do I really want this to come to fruition and manifest it? Yep. But at the same time, I'm just enjoying the ride and I feel very fortunate that I work for a company that I'm passionate about and I, you know, I get excited to work and, and learn and do the things that we're doing. And yeah. Yeah. I hope that answered everything. Oh, totally, dude. I mean, the opportunity that you have from startup to what, a nine figure yeah. brand now? Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Dude, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Nine figures? That's that's like, uh, <laughs> do you play golf at all? Yeah, I'm usually uh, three figures yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> on okay. the scoreboard of 100. Well, do you know plus. what scratch means? Yes. Okay, well, that's like a scratch golfer compared to like Tiger, Tiger Woods. Woods. You know what I mean? Like just even though like they might be shooting the same scores, yeah. but like the window that tiger has to hit or all the pros have to hit is like a million times smaller. Like the court, it's just a lot harder. It's just a totally different playing field. Yeah. There's a different level. And so after hearing that, I was like, Oh shit, man, yeah. it's, a, it's a big fucking company. Yeah. They're growing. Yeah. That was a, that was a big, uh, big announcement on last Tuesday that Unilever was stepping into acquire. Yeah, company. that's right. So, so what does that mean exactly? When, when they step in and acquire the company? Are what? they buying you guys out? Yeah, so that's a great question because weirdly enough, it's very, well, not weirdly enough, but it's actually a very complex thing that I'm learning in real time mm -hmm. is when a company, I think we've all heard that. Oh, you see the headline, blank acquires blank. To acquire a company doesn't mean it's just, it's a the same thing every time. There's so many layers mm -hmm. of what that actually looks like that it actually can depend on what that, what the acquired agreement is. Right. So there's options. There's the, so let me give you an example. For example, for what I know I can share, I, I know I would not get pushback for this. There have been other companies that offered the CEO and founder, Brandon, yeah. more money, mm. a lot more money. I don't know what he got def, or what the company was acquired for. I know it was nine figures. I'm sure there was there's may, there was maybe one that was closer to that ten. There maybe was one for, to that ten, mm -hmm. but for that acquired, it was like, hey, we're gonna buy you out. We're gonna move you to another place. Mm -hmm. You're gonna run the show. Your whole team leaves. We're gonna start from the ground up again. But we clearly see you have something that's working. Right. This acquired from Unilever allows him to stay in full control. I'm sure he still has a good portion of the company or whatever that might look like. I don't know. I can't speak on it. Mm -hmm. This team stays the same. We had a big debrief from um, Unilever. They came in and uh, through Zoom, unfortunately, it would have been in person, it would have been a big celebration. Mm -hmm. But they just essentially said at a high level, we love everything you're doing. We're not here to disrupt that. Something's working. There's a formula here clearly 
that's working in the company, the culture, the high level from the marketing to the sales, to the finance department, to the CEO and founder, to the COO, something's working clearly. If you mm -hmm. built a business of this magnitude, we're here to provide more resources. Right. So uh, acquired, expansion. Uh, exactly. So being acquired like this is going to allow liquid IV to go from a U.S. only product mm. to worldwide. Mm. So they're going to provide the infrastructure, the resources to go. We will take your product and we'll sell it around the globe. They do this with Dove Soap. They do this with they bought up uh, Dollar Shave Club. Uh, they oh, bought wow. up um, Dollar Shave ben Club. And, ben and Jerry's <laughs> Axe. Wow. They own, I mean, they own hundred, hundred plus brands. I did not know that. So that's huge. at least in this instance, nothing changes for us day to day as an employee. Yeah. I'm sure things will roll and there'll be some other things implemented that will be a little bit more tightened up. Mm -hmm. But ultimately all this means for liquid IV is it's going to go from a U.S. based company to worldwide. So I would be willing to bet that at the top of 2022, Mm -hmm. You will be able to get this product in Europe, in Australia. Mm. I mean, if you can build a successful business like Liquid IV in just U.S., imagine what they're going to be able to do in other countries. So, yeah. and generally speaking, when you, a company gets acquired, which I said, like I said, I'm learning this in real time. We learned, we talked about this in business school, but to see it happen in real in, in front of me is unbelievable. Right. It's totally different. Totally different. Yeah. Um, but I think because of who Brandon is as a founder and how he was able to build his business, he would not just step away completely like this. He's still acting the CEO, the founder. He's running the show. Sure. But at the end of the day, in this instance, in this acquirement, it's just going to provide everything he needs to take this thing yeah, to the world, to the next which level. is like the whole mission of the company to right. change the world. And right. now he's going to be able to do that at scale. So it's got to be a huge rush. I can't even imagine what he's going through. I mean, the one thing I miss about being in office is seeing somebody like him on a day-to-day -day basis and seeing him operate at a high level. Yeah. I can't even imagine. I, I talked to him for 15 minutes on Friday. So this was like three or four days after the announcement. Mm -hmm. Notice how I know exact amount of time because his day is literally cookie cuttered up from the start to the end. It's like, I was so hyped to get 15 minutes. I was like, Friday came. I knew Tuesday I, had, I was going to meet have a meeting with him for 15 minutes on Friday. I was like... Can't come soon enough. Let's get to this fucking meeting. But, and that's what I just said to him. It's like, I can't even, I can't even imagine what you're going through right now because this took you eight years to build and this is yeah. your baby. Right. You know, like to start a hydration brand at the time was just not the approach. That wasn't, not the approach. That wasn't like. It wasn't a thing. It wasn't a thing, dude. Yeah. You know, and man, just talk about consistently working towards something and bringing it to fruition. And mm -hmm. I'm sure that payday is going to look great for him, but he damn well deserves it because I, you know, I didn't even know all of Liquid IV in those early stages of 2013, 2014, 2015. Right. But it's just absolute relentlessness. So yeah. yeah. It's been a really interesting time to be working for them and seeing that, you know, kind of yeah. happen in real time. And uh, well, it was interesting to hear one of his biggest regrets was not smelling the roses. And that was from your podcast. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Right. And yeah, that was in August of 2019. Uh, it was two months before I. Wasn't I, that his biggest regret? Yeah. Yeah. Which is so it, like stillness again. Reflect like, whoa, this is turning into see, something. And this is this is what scares me. This is what scares me. 
and this is no by no means I know for Brandon it's like this moment happened and he's gonna just pedal to the metal and he's gonna keep going mm-hmm. like the it's just this just added fuel I, I call liquid IV the billion dollar rocket this just added more fuel to the fucking thing it's right. just it's just right. gonna explode right yeah but I think there's a lot of instances in people's lives not at a billion dollar scale or business scale that we as human beings we ha- we just see that finish line of a goal and we just can't wait to get there and it's going to just make our lives happier and we just we just can't wait for that moment to come and whether it takes us a year to get there two years three years we get there and then it's just we did it now what you know it's like right. is the is that truly the happiness that we thought it was going to bring us right and it's so not. and that's the thing it's like that that clip i dude i'm not kidding you I think from the day of the announcement from Tuesday till Friday, I shit you not, Zach. I think I watched that video to myself damn near 40 times, <laughs> 40 times, because I, I was just like, look at a year ago, what this guy was saying. And now he just had a huge accomplishment, but it's like, this is speaking to me right now. And this is what's become my life now is I'm smelling the roses so much more and I still have to keep doing it. And it's, so to see that and to hear it from somebody that's extremely successful in my journey is so much different and I'm nowhere comparing it to Brandon, but to look at that and go, this is what you need to do. You need to keep smelling the roses because he talked about how for five years he went head down yeah. and just kind of punted everything. Mm-hmm. And I did for three and that was long enough. Mm-hmm. So you really do got to smell the roses. But I love that clip it, because it was it's just so authentic. Yeah. He's a very authentic guy. He operates at another level of yeah. an entrepreneur. Yeah. Oh, completely different level. And he's just so in it. He's just in it. Yeah. I respect it and it, it it's admirable and it fires me up um, because I take that same energy and I try to put into the things that I want to do with my life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what's, so what's been your role now? Is it changed at all? Or? Yeah, it, it went from, uh, Oh, it has changed. T- technically changed. So it, I pretty much was brought in to help produce content around liquid IV and him around yeah. the team. Yeah. And then once COVID hit, that just completely changed everything. So right. we were no longer going to be doing content. So it went from producing content. I was picking up a camera for the first time and shooting. It was like, yeah, this is crazy. I didn't expect this to happen. Um, but <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Like, I'm like, what, Bobby? With dude, I was camera? Like, Super Bowl. What? Fist pumping like Ross, Rick Ross, Kevin Hart. I'm like, <laughs> With a camera, I'm like, this is technically the first event I've ever shot. <laughs> and I have no right to be here right now. But I'm at Maxim's, the great, the biggest Super Bowl party of the year. Yeah. With the who's who, arguably, technically, probably the number one party weekend in the U.S. alone. And I'm at the best party and I'm fucking here to shoot it. So this was, that was like a mind-blowing moment. But Wild. because of COVID, they had to make some internal changes at the team within Liquid IV and it just so happens that they wanted me to go from the marketing team dealing with content producing to then the sales team and managing our podcast ad spend. Nice. So it was just like, you're helping produce content. So now I'm head down and I'm in Excel sheets all day long. Not as, not as much as I say it is, but just two different, completely different roles. But it's yeah. been, it's been beautiful because it's, 
allowed me to see the money that is in the podcast space right and how it actually is a business you yeah. hear headlines it's going to be the 100 billion dollar industry in 2030 or whatever it might be well how people people that consume podcasts might be like how is it impossible well it's possible because of what some of these hosts are getting paid mm-hmm. to read a podcast read for 60 seconds right. so it's been so interesting and just learning that and once again the look what I be job is an opportunity for me to hone in and fine tune the business side of podcasting. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just been, it's been incredible. It's been very interesting and just different and unique. And that was simple. And that was, that was why I even came to you because I knew that there's more opportunity within the space. We know the monetization or money that's being made just from podcast reads, but what happens if you build out relationships and it becomes a holistic 360 thing where it's like, we're not just going to do reads on somebody's podcast. We're also going to like have them incorporate into their lives, whether it's through Instagram or their YouTube or mm-hmm. so it's also, they've also given me the flexibility. Like if you have ideas, we know you come from a host background and you can see things differently than we have been looking at it. Yeah. Come to us, tell us what you want to do. And usually actually anytime I've gone to them about idea, they go do it. Sure. There's no question. Like that's awesome. They just want you to operate in your own, your own like space. Yeah. Full um, creativity. Truly. And I've tried to make, I've tried to have fun with it. It's like, even when we were building out your, like what it looked like as a, as a liquid IV partnership with you for your podcast, Ramble Radio, mm-hmm. I was very, and I hope it came off this way. It's like, okay, these are the liberals we, I want to hit, but like, let me know how you think this is going to best work for you, whether it was the YouTube creative intro mm-hmm. or how you wanted to post it on stories. I gave you some context on how we do audio reads so you could at least like get an idea. And I sent you, you know, a recent Joe Rogan read. But mm-hmm. I also recognize and respect like I want the people that I work with to make it work for what works for them. Right. Because I've heard in plenty of interviews and other conversations with people like all oh, the brand stepped in and they just they just destroyed the entire creative. It's like, sure. If you're going to pay people money to, to create something, obviously you want them to hit certain guidelines or talking points that support your brand. Sure. But give them the flexibility to have some fun with it yeah. and fit it into their life of how it easily integrates. Yeah. And I, I thought that was super cool. And, you know, I, I've never had a, a podcast sponsor before. So that was, that was the first time experience for me, but just with our conversation and, you know, to give people listening backstory, Bobby was the one that facilitated the sponsorship of liquid IV and rambling radio. But I just loved the way that we talked about, or you asking me, you know, what works for your audience? Because that's the person that knows is the mm. person that's actually reading the podcast mm-hmm. or posting the the whatever is the those people know their audience and you came at it from a cool angle of just asking questions and having that curiosity and making it more of a collaboration instead of like okay we're going to give you this money you have to read this and mm-hmm. i could you know totally see that being just really just have a bad taste in in someone's mouth and not want to work with them 100%. you know what i mean so I thought that was super cool. So I guess a question that I think a lot of people listening to this are, are curious about is, you know, what are you, what podcasts are you looking at? What kind of relationships do you want to develop? And how does a podcast or someone that is starting a podcast that wants to get a sponsorship eventually, mm. what is something that they need to think about and look Ooh, at? That's a good one. Definitely. <sighs> That's really tough because there's so, <laughs> there's so many, many different ways. First off, I think you need to have proof of concept. Mm. 
I'll give you two examples in the sense of like, if you are new and you don't have necessarily the biggest platform in the world or you're not known for X, you got to prove what you can create. And so if you're somebody that's starting from nothing or don't really have an audience, which is great, it's literally how I got into the game. Mm -hmm. You got to just focus on creating and know that prove your concept and then start reaching out to brands or wait for the right brand to approach you. Mm. I'm still waiting for that beard brand to hit me up. So if there's one out there, <laughs> let's talk business. Do people come to you guys asking for sponsorships? Liquid IV? Or, yeah. Oh, now they do. It's yeah, all ridiculous the time. because, hey, heard you on, you know, this is actually a great, great example. If I was a, a podcast network mm -hmm. and I oversaw 10 podcasts, if they're reputable and you know they're they have high demand shows, what some of these people are doing is they go to top podcasts, they go to Joe Rogan, they listen to all the brands that are reading and they and they take note. Okay, Liquid IV did a read, uh, MeUndies did a read. They make a list of ten companies. Mm -hmm. They see that these ten companies value podcast advertising because they're paying for it. Mm -hmm. We'll start with these ten. Yeah. And so then they'll send the hail mary and we'll get inbound. Wow. Um, so interesting. it's interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Um, it's it's really smart. Um, but to go back. So I think you either have to one, build your platform and allow the right brands to find you and they're going to want to build with you, which mm -hmm. you can also reach out to other brands if you have the confidence and you think you can sell it. Um, because podcasting, you need to perform. If you want to, if you want these brands to build a long-term relationship, they're not going to keep funneling money in you unless you perform. And when I say perform, they don't care if you get a hundred listeners or 10,000, they want to see their ad revenue come back to them. They're right. ROAS, return on investment. I definitely just butchered that. ROI. ROI. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. But I'm thinking more of, from a business standpoint, it's called ROAS, return on advertisement spend. Oh, okay. That's okay. where I'm, yeah, that's yeah, where I'm but ROI, like you're right. You're yeah. right. It's the same thing, but okay. two different lenses. Okay. So you can, that's the way I would go about it in that sense. If you're starting new, I would just prove a concept feel like a, a solid year of podcasting consistently shows a lot about mm -hmm. you're somebody that can deliver timely, you say consistent, and then obviously they're, they're gonna want you to perform. But there's also great examples of, which I'm seeing get inbounded as opportunities to us from our agency that we work with, where TikTokers are starting podcasts. And so they're able to come to me and say, hey, X and Y are starting a podcast, starts next month, their rate is 20K an episode, which is crazy because they haven't even start, started. They're basing their average downloads on some algorithm of like, okay, they have 100 million, you know, not 100 million, but they have like 20 million TikTokers. TikTok. Maybe they have 5 million on Instagram. So we guess that X percent will come to the show over X amount of time, mm. which then gives us the rate or gives us the ability to charge X price at yep. this CPM, which is cost per thousand. So it's interesting. You either have to build your brand and you have to just proof of concept, or if you're very unique and you have a crazy platform, you technically can start selling ad space from the jump before you even launch. Sure. And yeah. so yeah. it's, that makes it's sense. tough though. Yeah. If, if you really are doing it for the right reasons, you're going to trust that. And I tried to do that and it didn't necessarily work out. So I guess I wouldn't take this. I would take this advice with a grain of salt. I would say that you should build it and trust that the right people or the right brands will find you yeah. with time and they're going to want, they're going to want to invest in you. Yeah. But I've had people that reach out to me and they're like, 
six weeks in on their podcast and they're sending me pitches and I'm like, wow, fucking respect it. And yeah. I tell, you know, I'd say, Hey, you know, this isn't the best alignment, but I'm going to send you some product. Keep it up because yeah, I yeah, want to yeah. see you keep doing sure. it. And at least, you know, liquid IV has a great philosophy on like get product in people's hands. So yeah, they allow me to send it to people. And so if I can't do business with this podcaster, I at least send them product and yeah. I try to put a thoughtful note of like, yo, just keep going. Like, yeah. I don't say anything about coming from a podcast background, but I love trying something new right. or just thinking bigger than yourselves. Or I just, I, I love people that do it. Yeah. We think about it. People pitch ideas, but to actually show up and do is, yeah. It takes a lot of work. People can talk. They can talk about it. They can talk. And a talk. lot of people talk. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people definitely talk. Yeah. But that's cool that you do that. Even though, you know, it's not in alignment, like you said, they're still putting in the time to create a pitch and that, that takes a lot of effort. So for you to just send them product, I mean, that says a lot about, obviously it says a lot about you, but we know who you are, but it says a lot about liquid IV and yeah. what they're all about. And that's, I think that's super cool. And then getting back to the, you know, the sponsors for me and, and why I like this is because I don't need a sponsor. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's really cool. And I, I try to tell my audience, become your own sponsor. Mm. And I think with your podcast, that would have been your next step. And I know you and mm. I were talking about that of, of coming up with something, but being able to, to come out with your own product or service. I mean, that just gives you like a huge leg up and, and thinking about Joe Rogan, like he doesn't need like half the sponsors that mm. he gets. Cause he, I mean the amount of money, well, <laughs> as we know with the whole Spotify deal and whatnot, now he doesn't need anything, but being your own sponsor just gives you just so much power because you don't need to depend on anything and anyone and then when you want to get a sponsor like a liquid iv or something it's just a much better relationship because it's not you don't depend on each other it's mm -hmm. just organic and mm -hmm. so that's why i really like our relationship here and you know obviously i want to try to provide as much ad revenue as i possibly can because i know from my business background the obviously the importance of that yeah so, yeah, I really agree with what you're saying, though. It's like you've put yourself in a position where you don't have to be a yes man. You can be right. very selective with the brand partnership so that when it is a partnership, it's something that you believe in. And that way, when it when it's pushed out to your audience, they're not feeling like you're shoving down a new brand every other week. So I think it's really important. That's just actually at a high level. Like you got to be even if even as somebody like myself who on paper, I only have. 4,000 followers on Instagram, a couple thousand subscribers on YouTube. I'm still very cautious of like, what do I co-sign? And, you know, I've had people reach out, hey, if I send you product, can you like share it out? It's like, you know, I, I like, I love what you're doing, but no, like I, I'm, I want to be so authentic with my stuff, exactly what we were talking about earlier. So that when I'm at that level, I've been treating my brand like very cautiously and, um, because it can take you years to build it and you can just ruin it with the wrong partnership or something just doesn't roll right. So mm -hmm. I think even kind of what you were just saying, like be your own sponsor and like take pride in, in like who you are and the way you present yourself to the world. Even if you don't have a bunch of eyeballs paying attention to you, because all it takes is a couple of the right eyeballs to see what you're doing mm -hmm. and they will believe in it. And yeah. that's how I got the job with Liquid IV. Brandon yeah. had been following me since we had met. And, yep. you know, when I started the process of like potentially working for him, he said, you know, I already checked this down with, I said, hey, do I have to interview them? He's like, you're good. Like I already checked this down with our CEO at the time. And, you know, I 
literally was like, you know, this dude's been driving Uber for full time, but he's consistently put out a podcast per week for the last three years. That in itself showed me everything that I needed to know about you, whether you would fit this culture. So once again, on paper, I wasn't making money doing the podcast, but the right eyeball was watching at the right exact time. Yeah. And then it became something. So yeah, you got to be very cautious of what you, what you associate your name with. Sure. Um, it became your resume. Yeah. You know what definitely. I mean? And I think, you know, anyone that's listening that is looking for a nine to five job, think about the old school approach that we were taught in college, high school, whatever, of going on Indeed, putting up a resume, put up your cover letter, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) But like in the age we live in, that's just not. And maybe if you that's the if you want to go corporate, corporate, maybe that that works still. But taking it to that next level of using a podcast as a resume. Another example is is Wix. She created a blog mm-hmm. and she got hired as a copywriter. She didn't create a resume or anything like that. Her blog was the resume. Yep. And now she's a full-time copywriter. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's, it's a great just, example. Create the opportunity. You're just creating it. Yeah. If, if I wanted to be a when I remember I was driving Uber back in the day and somebody said they wanted to be a, a sports announcer. Mm-hmm. This was a young person. I think they were still in college. I said, great. I was like, have you started a podcast? No. Why don't you? I don't know. I, I never thought about it. Yeah. Yeah. I said, then take this with a grain of salt. <laughs> if I was you, you're in college, you want to be a sports announcer, start a podcast now. And then when the time comes and you have to apply for a job, send them that, send them your, a link to your show. And I guarantee you they'll put you at the top of their list because you already have been working on the craft. Yeah. This isn't just some theoretical, like right. I want to be a, a sports guy or a sports announcer. Yeah. You have been doing it and they have they have something to see. It's yeah. not just a concept anymore. So I, I I really hope that I for the rest of my life never even have to update my resume. I don't I don't even have a resume on my computer. I didn't yeah. send a resume to Brandon. I don't have a cover letter. Right. None of that exists because I just do. And I let that become my resume in real time. Yeah. So yeah. I feel very fortunate to be in a world where I feel like the resume is our social media platforms. Right. But yeah, it's, it's super interesting because when I was in college, man, that was like, we had to take a, I mean, I went to a really, really accounting finance school, which was like mind boggling. I even <laughs> did that. It was, it was branded as a business school with a very strong focus on finance and accounting. Yeah. Entrepreneurship classes, marketing. I was a marketing major, but sure. I'm like looking back, like I had to take a college resume class and man, that shit is for the birds, baby. Cause I do not need that. That is right. so far from where I'm going with my life. Right. The amount of shit you learn in school is that you don't use to this yeah. day. It's just, <laughs> I always just kind of laugh at yeah. it. Yeah. It was a four year yeah. vacation that gave me the time to, have some fun, but it wasn't until I got <laughs> it was out. Four year vacation. It was definitely a four year expensive vacation. Yes, but yes. Uh, it gave me the time to to find somewhat of more of myself. But yeah, I got no regrets. Yeah, that was pretty much fucking put a bow on it. I how think. do you? How uh, yeah? Um, how do you feel? Because I know you're you're. This is about to get. You're about to really start getting this rolling. Yeah, you know, I, I kind of was excited driving here because I knew. I knew that you had just done a podcast visually already recently. So I didn't know if I was like one of the first. Yeah. Um, but I know this is like going to be the start of like the momentum of getting guests and stuff. So yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. how are you feeling about this next? Now you're finally situated. Like, yeah. are you, like, I mean, you're clearly excited, but I'm excited. Just overall, how are you feeling? I'm, I'm feeling good. You know, it's, 
I, when I moved in here and started putting these things together, it was like, okay, you know, I got to get this. I got to get these, these, per, these all black mics. Mm-hmm. I got to get the, these microphones. I got to get these all black uh, mic stands. Got to get the right table. Uh-huh. I got to get all the right shit before I even start. And there was like a good month and a half where I didn't even put out a single podcast. Now, part of that was me just, I, I just needed a break. Like mm-hmm. I just felt fucking it's great burnt i just had the biggest creators blueprint launch i'm like you know i just need i'm just gonna chill for a little bit mm-hmm. and focus on my members and that's what i did and over time it just started to continue to push off oh yeah you know i don't have my desk yet like <laughs> probably should get a desk before i start recording a podcast what the fuck does that mean why, yeah. why do you need fire a desk? desk by the way fire oh desk. yeah it's great it's beautiful. a great desk beautiful. beautiful yeah piece of art but if i continued that and we, we got fucking cables all over like like this thing like it's a fucking mess on the floor. <laughs> I only got one camera on you, no camera on me right now. So and and we're and we're creating amazing podcasts. You know, yeah. people are loving it. We just had one with Sam. Like the 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 positivity has been amazing, and it just continues to tell me like scrap all of it and just focus on the content. Just just go, just yeah. go, go, go. And, um, I still have to work on that with the, not even the perfectionism, but just like OCD, whatever you want to call it. Maybe it's, you know, in some insecurity that I'm dealing with still of like, oh, it's got to look perfect before I get these big names on the podcast. And you were a huge inspiration for me because you were doing shit in your fucking bedroom with your bed right next to it, having drama, having Brandon, having uh, Sorrell. I always forget how to pronounce it. But these big fucking people and, you know, you did that shit. And so that was a huge inspiration for me. And so coming in here, that's what I'm trying to do. You know, things aren't ready yet, but just the excitement of getting these people in here and having these conversations and then seeing it impact people. Like that's what's getting me fired up. And that's what it's all about. It's that simple. Here's the thing. Even if you spent another month trying to perfect everything that you want to next to do, it is still going to continuously evolve as you started the podcast. So totally, I think it's just literally about just continuing to put in those reps and in real time, figuring out like okay yeah there's some wires that shit doesn't bother me bro because like you know like you just said i was running this out of my bedroom the bed rudio so right i have recorded podcasts in hotel rooms i've recorded them literally i shit you not at a concert venue in a closet above the venue before the show started there was openers below i don't even know how the hell you could still actually hear the podcast but like <laughs> we were in a closet and i made it work yeah now with this next podcast, I'm not even doing visuals. I'm just doing audio. Just I want to focus on the audio content mm-hmm. and get the visuals at some point down the future. So it's like, I love the perfection and I love that you want to just deliver at a high scale, high quality product, mm-hmm. high quality experience. Mm-hmm. But it's at, at the same token, just roll. Yeah, You got everything you need right now. Yeah. Like there's going to be hiccups. There's going to be things that you want to adjust as you go. But mm-hmm. if you feel comfortable enough and you're ready to get back into that rhythm, mm. run it. Yeah. And it, you're going to find little tweaks along the way. Yeah. Um, But I mean, personally, like where it's at, I think this is very where it needs to be to have guests. Yeah. Like to start to actually get it going. You know, had I came in here and there was boxes all over the place and you were like still like 
the fucking poster was still hung. It was just like leaning against the wall. I, then I'd be like, okay, I get it, Zach. You want to spend more time and you want to get things hung up, but like everything's where it needs to be. Yeah. Everything's ready to go. Definitely need to get the camera on you so you can For get sure. some high close up, you know, quality closer to you. But <laughs> these white pasty thighs. Yeah. Yeah. In reality, you see the best part about him not doing videos right now is that you're only seeing me. So you're not seeing Zach wearing uh, absolutely nothing. And he's just, <laughs> Letting it float around for the afternoon. Oh, going commando right but, now. Uh, Actually, yeah. I went commando in your podcast. Yeah, exactly. I did. Yeah, they, they <laughs> could hear go. it. They heard about it. They didn't see it. Yeah, that's right. They were very fortunate. I have to uh, zoom up for the, the the visual aspect of it. <laughs> I'm a freak. But no, you're good, man. I mean, just just roll. Yeah. Just, it's like you're going to... Yeah. There's going to be... That's also why I like being part of things early on um, mm-hmm. for people that I know because it's just going to help them... Not hope them, but it's cool to be part of where it's at now. And then six months to a year, when I look and see some of the content you're posting, and I see the adjustments you've made since I was last on the show, it's like, damn, that's dope. Like, yeah. he really changed this. He did this. He stopped. He started adding adding in this section to his podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it's going to evolve as you keep working it through. Which yeah. you already know, this is preaching to the choir at this point, right? Yeah, I mean, action creates clarity, and as you continue to just put out episodes your formula will evolve into what it's supposed to be that will then separate you from everybody else Mm -hmm. you know what i mean i'm really trying to create from inspiration and and we talked about that and i feel like that's what you're doing right now Mm -hmm. which is amazing and i think that is what produces the best work if you can obviously having being consistent is important Mm -hmm. But I know people that have built their entire brand organically just from posting when they felt inspired. You know, Definitely. sometimes they posted once a week. Sometimes they posted three times a week. They've got a much bigger audience than than both of us combined. And yeah. they've done it that way, which just proves that inspiration, just purely working off inspiration can work. Yeah. For some people, it doesn't because you know, they just mentally, they just don't work that way. They have to have a little bit of a deadline just Mm -hmm. to actually get shit out there. And that's, you know, maybe another conversation, but just working from inspiration is huge. And that's when I post my best content. And, and last week, I mean, I just saw my Instagram feed just from posting from that place mentally. I mean, the the amount of shares, the amount of saves that you can see on your Instagram, like we're all quadruple of what they normally are and then today i had a post that i just i kind of forced it i I just wasn't i just wanted to get a post out and Mm -hmm. i kind of ended up forcing it didn't do well Mm -hmm. so there's something there's something there where not just inspiration but the energy that you put behind it i agree and then once it goes out okay detach from it on to the next honestly it could have been still the energy you wanted to put out there to the world the only tweak it could have been would be it's Labor Day and people are probably sending it right now. So maybe yeah, there probably. wasn't. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, it. maybe. So maybe just like repost it tomorrow and, be like, and just don't say a word. And like people are going to be like back in their weekly grind. Like, fuck yeah, Zach, yeah, I yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, let's yeah, get this yeah. shit going. I'm going to delete it but right I, now. But I, I agree with you though. I think create your algorithm. Yeah. Create totally. your algorithm and what works best for you. It's yeah. just like what I said earlier. Like I'm not telling the world when I'm posting content. I just drop when I, when I want to drop. Create, uh, create your algorithm mm-hmm. and make it work around you. So yeah. if you're not feeling it and you want it to post today, fuck it. Yeah. It's like when we had discussed, there was a, the first Liquid IV post to roll out. You're like, I think it's supposed to come out today. We scheduled for today, but like, mm-hmm. I know my community, it's better on this day. I was like, do it. Yeah. Don't like, great. I, I'd rather you post when you're feeling it or you know your community is going to be engaged and like get fired up. And that's what happened. We didn't post that day. We moved it a day and it 
did great. I saw a lot of people like fired up for you. So yep. I think it's just create your algorithm, find what works for you. And uh, yeah, that's awesome. Let's put a, let's put a bow on that right there. Boop, boop. <laughs> Dude, this has been, this is amazing. Yeah. Um, I love talking to you as you know, likewise, you, brother, you always bring the energy. And I know you know that <laughs> always, um, I think you have something really special in the podcasting space. And I think, your own show and how many years or months to come is going to be one of the biggest podcasts out there. I really do. I'm, I don't, I'm not blowing smoke. Up <laughs> I know you wouldn't. I'm not kissing your I ass. <laughs> I, I really do believe that because there's just something there that maybe people can't explain. I can't explain, but there's something there that's special. And I think you've always had that. Mm. And, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm excited for you, man. I appreciate it, man. I mean, yeah. you know, you were, you were part of my journey in uh, purpose and youth. And, uh, I don't even think people ever will realize how I don't look at people like yourself or anyone else that was on the podcast above other people, but there's a special pocket in my life of people that were on the show or participated in content that I created that I look at differently and I watch from afar differently than anyone else because for them, people like yourself to have taken time to be part of my content, to say yes, to take the time out of your day, to come be part of it, to share it out, whatever it might've been, those people forever are their own pocket. And so I look at you and all these other people that gave me a shot, um, that allowed me to bring my, my brand and my vision to life because had you not said yes and other people had not said yes, I never would have gotten to where I was. And so whether somebody was one of the first couple episodes the, the in the 80s, the 90s, you were somewhere around like the 120s, I believe, mm -hmm. or whether you were the last guest I had, they, you guys and gals all played a specific role in my life because you helped me get to where I am. So uh, the love is very mutual. Um, you know, everything that you have going from just the podcast to then creatively everything from the like the the courses that you run to the community you've built people value that shit and it's uh it's inspiring yeah. and uh i love the energy you put out through content mm -hmm. and uh the love is mutual yeah the love sure. the love's very Always. mutual my man you don't have to say a word plenty more content and podcasts yeah. to come for sure where can people listen to you and follow you listen to me uh it's the beard of man podcast it's on all audio platforms by now there would be there will be a new podcast cover i'm pretty pumped about this next cover the first one was just like <laughs> the first one was just like yo put, put some shit together and throw it out but i think this yeah. next one's gonna be really dope yeah uh, it's the bearded man on all platforms and then uh at bob a b-o three b's four a's and a y um you can find me on all socials but if i have one favor Go leave this man a review on Ramblin' Radio. Get his reviews up because that shit helps. Let's go. That's how you organically build a podcast. Let's and go. And so if you want more Ramblin' Radio content, take your phone out of your pocket because I know you're not looking at it while I listen to the podcast and go leave right. him a review. And you get a productivity journal made by me. Look at Bam. that. Bam. Right to your doorstep. Got a gift for you. Right to your doorstep. Bobby, always a pleasure. Likewise, brother. See you. See you.